Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Caribbean Students Union podcast. My name is Greer. I'm from the Bahamas, born and raised. And today I'm here with two of my lovely board members. Hi, everyone. My name is Deja Jackson. I'm from St. Andrew, Jamaica, you know, right above Kingston. Mm-hmm. And I'm joined with... I'm Alyssa. I'm from Tacarigua, Trinidad and Tobago. And what are we talking about today, Greer? Today we're going to be talking about dating and relationships and all of that fun stuff so guys Mm. how do we feel about dating someone outside of our culture oh my god no all right (laughs) um i am very jamaican i'm not opposed to dating anyone outside of my culture however i do feel like a lot of the relationship would be me explaining myself mm-hmm. or having to like re- reserve certain parts of my identity yeah. that my partner might not understand or like. Mm-hmm. So, man all the way. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I love Caribbean men because they understand me. They understand my culture. Like we can vibe together. If me sing a cocktail song, him know the next lyric. Like right. that's the vibe. But I'm certainly not opposed to dating anyone outside my culture. It might just be a bit harder. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I was yeah. just gonna say like how the I'm not opposed to because i'm open to have like explaining and teaching them about the bahamian culture but yeah. at the same time i'm like if it's You're a bahamian a, man he already knows so like, like could just i don't have to explain anything parts. right right yeah right mm-hmm. like we have the same humor we have everything yeah, the yeah, same yeah. like ideally it'd be like a bahamian who moved to the states also and like, yeah. he's living here i'm living yeah. here like boom like it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But who still has the accent and the culture. Right. The because accent. they move here and they pretend like they right. they're born in Baltimore. No, the minute they move to the States, it's the American accent. I'm like, right. what is this? The overnight right. accent, like, wow, <laughs> food. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Me, oh, I always yeah. said, like, be, being raised in the Caribbean and seeing the culture firsthand, being able to appreciate and live in it yeah. is such a great experience. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I low-key don't want to be the only one in my household that has had that. Because yeah. it's, it's something I'm so proud of and grateful and it, for. Yeah. Like, not even just say I want to curry a man. It's just, like, I want someone that have the same values and experiences as me that we can share that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind dating, like, an African-American. Yeah. Like, like speaking in our race, like, as black people. I don't mind dating someone from... I don't know, Nigeria or yeah. like Mom's the Asian or man. like <laughs> the Louisiana accent to me is so like attractive. Yeah. Like I love it. So like I don't mind. Don't they sound a little Caribbean too? Yes. They're like the cold drink. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like New Orleans. I know there are lots of Haitians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I don't mind, but you know, you always stick with your people. Yeah. You know? Because wherever you go, you always find a small community of some the yeah. same culture. So it's like kinda I don't know. I'm on like both sides of this. Like on one hand, I want a Nigerian man, a Nigerian wedding. On the next yeah. hand, I'm a somebody to sing cartel in my ear, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's like, and I love um, the man from Trinidad to be go big up all yourselves and all your day. <laughs> now go big up Jamaican man. Mm, yeah. Trust Wait, me, like so, the dating scene is hard when it comes to Caribbean men. Oh like God, yes. they, like when they find the one. It is the one, mm. but if but they decide know. that you, you don't never know, know. <laughs> you don't know if it's the one. Yeah. But if they decide that they wanna play, baby, they gonna play. Yeah. They gonna play. Hey, you play football, you play basketball, you play cricket. <laughs> hey, you orthodox. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like men have that stigma of being like 
players. Yes. But they're so manly. Like, it's just the, <laughs> it's just the energy <laughs> that they do. you draw lip, uh, go on, you're like, manly. <laughs> no, it's just like, the energy that they give off is very dominant. lion, masculine, dominant man. Like, traditional, yeah. Traditional yeah. men, yeah. So, I guess that leads into the next question. So, children, I feel like, for me, I would not, I do not want, and this kind of plays off of what you were saying, Alyssa, like, Raising your children in the Caribbean mm-hmm. because it would hurt me so much to have my children raised here for them Same. to have an American accent oh, Jesus. and just like be raised in American culture and just mm. like like dancing. If like I'm like, oh yeah, let's go dance and like, they don't know how to move, they have no rhythm, no nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is a shame. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to like raising your kids in your home country, whether yeah. it comes to like education or you just want them to be as immersed into their culture as they can be. Yeah. Like that's what I wanted. I definitely want to. Trinidad, they could come. Don't go any crime for some time. I'm going right. to bring my trend there to raise, yeah. you know. But I think just there's so much benefits mm-hmm. to, like, being raised and then, like, coming here. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I definitely want to raise my kids in the Caribbean. Yeah, 100%. just so that they can get at least experience. At least for primary education, at yeah. least. That's my goal as well. <clears throat> like, I definitely don't want to raise my kids here, not just because of the cultural immersion I want my kids to have, but... Because of just, like, even the social environment of the mm-hmm. U.S., like, children aren't safe to go to schools, like, school shootings, two-year-olds are killing each yeah. other. Like, I don't want my child to grow up in an atmosphere where they are fearful just because of the color of exactly. their skin. Like, mm-hmm. oh, America yeah, is the thing. only place thing. me come and afraid to be yeah. black. Like, yeah. I, come from the, I come from a country where a majority of the people are black. So, you have, you know, also we're Asians, and you have um your Jamaican whites and things like that. But we, apart from slavery never face um we don't face issues of racism yes we had bad issues with colorism in the Mm -hmm. past it has gotten a lot better even issues with gender like we had a female prime minister all of our leaders are female most of the um a lot of managerial ceo positions Mm -hmm. females we don't face certain issues we're not stigmatized or sidelined or um put into a box because of the color of our skin or our gender. We are literally free to do anything we want. I would never want my child to grow up in a culture where they're ashamed of the color of their skin or their Mm -hmm. gender. They're so limited in what they can say and do because of the outside environment. Like, Mm. don't nobody shoot my penny my penny at school. (laughs) That's a good point. Do you ever, like, realize... Like, you know, when they say, like, when was the first time you realized the color of your skin? Mm -hmm. Like, for me... I knew I was black, obviously, right? But when I came here, that's when I was like, oh, damn. Like, yeah. I actually have to, like, be careful where I'm going. And you start like, questioning everything. Right. right. I never, like you, Deidre, like, predominantly black nation. Like, everyone's yeah. black. No one's really, like, racist like that and, like, do these certain things. And I'm like, when I came here, I was like, damn, this is really crazy. Like, right. all these, I'm all hearing all these stories. And I'm like, right. whoa. The this is scary. Yes. Like, my dad's, like, preparing me. He's like, girl, when you go to the States, like, you have to be careful, like, with the police. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? Yeah. Like, And even is- if we are, like, even in Trinidad, you know, you get pulled over, you're kind of scared, but it's for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could never think... <laughs> <laughs> the police in the Caribbean, they're jokes, I feel. They're my jokes, they're my jokes, I mean, it's not as bad. Well, I, I wouldn't know. I've never gotten pulled over. Yeah. Thank God. But it's just like, I feel like if I were to, like, the first thing on my mind isn't, like, put my hands on the yeah. wheel, wind on the glasses, unlock the doors. Turn off the car, you know. That's not the first thing on my mind. Yeah. First thing on my mind, I argue, and what are you pulling what, me over right. for? <laughs> um, what were we just talking about just now? Police. Oh, police. Mm, mm. Just um, being black. 
just being black, like, yeah. the experiences that, like, you've heard of, like, things that just happen to you just because of the color of your skin, like, is, like, completely different. Sometimes I feel like we don't even know how to react because because we're not expecting it, we don't see it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we hear stories, we have to internalize that because we automatically become a part of the African-American dynamic if people don't know that we're from the Caribbean. Yeah. And even if they do know, we become sometimes less than African-Americans because mm-hmm. people have this stigma of us, like, we come here illegally, we only come here to make trouble, or in the Caribbean we have this economy or that economy, and we label nations like Haiti and Jamaica, the Bahamas, Trinidad, as places where only criminals reside, like it's only Mm. a vacation spot or something crazy, but it's always just this floating of stereotypes and, like, where do we fit into it? Like, are we considered African-Americans? Are we Caribbeans? Like, I feel like we struggle with that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if this is what you meant, but, like, I remember when I first came here, like, you know... You get immersed into African American culture a lot, mm-hmm. and you kind of look. I feel I'm gonna admit it, like, like I kind of like I don't want to say hide behind it, but like I definitely assimilated with that. Yeah, cause like you know, well I don't know if you know getting your nails done, you know getting your hair done, like that kind of culture, like the um when it oh. comes to as- aesthetics and yeah. like Africa, like the African American c- community in America. Yes. Like I remember, I would get my nails done and my brother would be so mad. Really? And it's like, at your big age, you worried about me. Yeah. And I realized like, I fully, definitely immersed myself into the African American culture when I came to this school. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Girl was talking about like... I mean, this country, sorry. Earlier, well, country <laughs> school, mm-hmm. demographics. Um, the f- She was talking about knowing realizing when you were black i feel like it happened to me in the caribbean but because of a very different reason i feel like the the penetration of white culture into mass media Um. had a lot to do with how we were raised in the caribbean as well like even the stifling of our cultures at school to sound and look a certain way to be considered um a part of a superior group like i feel like growing up watching hannah montana all of those oh, yeah. um, Good Luck Charlie, those white saturated shows, like they really made us feel less than about her, our culture or or skin tones because they idealized like such perfect little lives, like everything mm-hmm. was solved in thirty minutes with right. a few commercials here and there. But I feel like that's how we started to separate, like being black versus being white. Even like black programs on TV, like that's or even like that's or even wasn't my show, mm-hmm. but. The limitedness of black representation on television really, mm-hmm. I think, maybe unconsciously kind of forms something in our brains that, oh, these people might be superior to us. Like, maybe what I'm seeing yeah, on TV yeah. is the representation of the actual world. And it is when you come to America because we still are having issues of um, superior races, superior ideologies, mm-hmm. and, which is really dumb because, like... People who have sense know that sense come from all kinds of perspectives. So I don't understand. Yeah. You know, this, 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 I'm can't cause that all day, but I just feel like that's how I got exposed to myself being a black person and what that meant in the strata of um black versus white versus Asian versus everything. Right. Yeah. Um, like the schools I went to, we weren't really taught to like speak like how y'all say, oh, those speaking your Jamaican accent, your Bohemian accent. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember ever being like told that. Mm. Like, you know, some people, some people, you know, would say talk better, not really talk proper, just talk better. But like, like I'm trying to think in like secondary school, like you could just talk however, not really talk however, but like talk in your accent, talk like a trini and nobody going to say anything. But the thing is, when I come down to work 
and serious stuff like schoolwork and like speaking, doing presentations in class and stuff. Obviously, you're not going to train a thing and a thing and a thing, you yeah. know, when it's doing a presentation. But, right. you know, we would never, I don't re- remember being ever told like to suppress my traininess, mm. you know. No, that's good. How do y'all feel about the fact that we still have English as our languages where we don't necessarily speak English? Mm. I mean, because that's something I fight all the time. Like, we have so many different phrases and words that are completely separate yes. and apart right. from standard English because we do we are mixed with the African um, cultures, so we do use a lot of their words. Not that we're Africans either, but... yeah. Like, why can't we just be who we are? Like, why is it that Patwa can't be a language? English Creole can't be a language. I know um, French Creole, um, Haiti, that's their national mm-hmm. language. Why can't we have our own national language? Why are we still sticking to this stigma of just, like, speaking English, speaking English, speaking English? Like, and what is English? Like, Patwa is considered broken English. But why broken English? Right. Like, it's just our own form. Like, why do we have to conform to something that oppressed us for such a long time? Exactly, yeah. Come on, Drew. <laughs> Talk about it. Uh, yeah. I feel like a lot of the times, it's more like, it's like, I get exactly what you're saying. And it's like, I feel like low-key people see, people think um, citizens of the Caribbean should always look for something bigger in life. So I feel like mm-hmm. they always like, okay, yeah, you're going to learn how to speak proper English now so that when you go foreign... And you make money for your family. You know, you know how to speak proper. So I feel like it's always to, like... Advance to, or something. To advance or, like, to look for... um What do you call the word when you want someone to, like, approve something? Approval? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, approval from these bigger countries, like England or the United States. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's always, like, looking for that. Yeah. I feel like also, like, in keeping with that same theme, like... I retain my accent so much is because I feel like I was so educated to a point, like historically and in all of the aspects to a point where my education circles around me embracing myself as mm. a person knowing my history, knowing the depth of my culture. So I feel like that's why I I would never let go of my Caribbeanness. I would never mm. let go of my never. accent, my culture nothing that has to do with me being a Jamaican or even a Caribbean citizen because that's the next issue like we like to identify as, oh, I'm from the Bahamas, I'm from Trinidad. I consider myself both a Jamaican citizen and a Caribbean national because I share all the cultures. Yes, mm. there's so, so much, yeah. like, similarities yeah. and intersectionality between, like, it's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like only, I'm sorry to say it, but a lot of uneducated people would not know how to appreciate their own culture because, mm. like, learning the history behind it, how powerful yes. your ancestors were, how that drives you and your family and your culture <sighs> You have to you have to take a breath and say, brother, me this you know, and yeah. but not none change that. Mm. Yeah. And me yeah, don't so. say, me I eat. Mm. Me and I remember done. what I was gonna say now. It kind of leads into what Deidre is saying about you know raising your kids in the Caribbean. Yeah. I also think it's very beneficial to experience as much culture cultures as possible. Because mm. being raised in the Caribbean, you experience that your foundation right there. Yeah. And then you come up to America, you learn how to. Unfortunately, learning how to assimilate is inevitable. Like, you're going to yeah. have to, like, as mm-hmm. a Caribbean person coming to America, like, you're going to learn how to assimilate. Yeah. So it's like learning that different, learning how to appreciate two different cultures. I love the African-American culture, guys. I love it. I appreciate it so much. Big up on yourself. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's like, and also, honestly, that low-key 
high key, very much high key, inspired <laughs> me to want to learn about so much other cultures. Right. So I think Loyola has studied abroad, and I, I ever since like I chose Loyola as the school I was going to because of the money, mm-hmm. you know. I've always wanted to study, but I thank God, like I have an opportunity, like a chance yes. to. And I think it just experiencing two different cultures just opens your mind. It kind of, yes. it kind of puts, and especially you're at an advantage because you yeah. already have experienced being from the Caribbean. And you know, you've already have experienced being it, in America. Yeah. Now you're gonna go yeah. to wherever you're studying yeah, abroad yeah, places. Yeah. You already know compared to those others who mm-hmm. their their first time and leaving like, I the know country. How to assimilate. I know yeah. how to like catch on to certain things quicker, and it's like so great so like yeah yeah god willing hopefully i'm financially stable enough to raise my kids in a few different countries right Mm -hmm. also isn't it crazy Mm -hmm. that a lot of people like in the u.s don't have passports because they don't no travel domestically because again the u.s is gigantic and i was like wait so you didn't get your passport when you were two months old (laughs) no for real (laughs) i feel like Like, and that's why i feel like they suffer from such isolationism because they they don't need certain things like and America is such a big, vast geographical, like, nation geographically that... And they're very powerful internationally. Yeah. So, like, still and things that they might not need, we we need to have that as soon as we're born. Yes. yes. And, like, like, they can travel and gain so much experiences just across the nation itself mm-hmm. that they don't need to feel feel the need to go out and explore mm-hmm. other cultures because yeah, they yeah, feel yeah. like they found it all here. So they also get culture shock when they speak to us and like yeah. we say like this is our experiences growing up and whatever whatever it's just kind of crazy yeah. yeah well that's another thing yes america's like honestly that's another culture shock america's so big, big. <laughs> and people yeah. over here yes everybody over here you have your, your asians your caribbeans your south america like, everybody, everybody over here and it's like yeah. so like you don't have to go far to find, like, a different culture. Right. You take a flight to Grenada, Jamaica, you know, you can hop, <laughs> hop two little flights. But here, drive down to Silver Spring, get a little yep. taste of Ethiopia, you know? I know, right? And it's, like, it's like so, like, great. I yeah, love it. Big I up like yourself, that, America. You have mm-hmm. problems, but big up yourself. <laughs> big up yourself. I think that also creates problems. So, like, it's good that America mm-hmm. is a nation that is attractive to so many different cultures because of its laws respecting everybody. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when a society is so plural, they tend to conflict more because us coming from the Caribbean, we're not going to have certain conflicts the U.S. has because even though our the countries are, are diverse, yeah, yeah, they're very separate. They're together, but they're separate. By land. Land and everything. At least that's from Trinidad. Most That's mostly Trinidad whites, which are mostly make up the upper class. Um, The black population, which is the majority, and the Indians, which are also a large part of the population. But because um of how unified the culture is between both. We don't both. have to find identification in our skin color. Yeah, in your yeah. skin color or even your religion because the thing is that in the Caribbean, we're a melting pot. We mm. mix everything. You have Trini Chutney, you have Chutney music, <laughs> right. which is Indian music. Yeah, the temple next to the cathedral, like yeah. everything right there. You have your Indian music, the Indian music, you take Trini My best friend's Hindu, but she's a Jamaican Hindu, so mm. she's born in Jamaica, but she's still... Um, she believes in Hinduism and mm-hmm. that flows a lot like curry chicken we eat curry chicken yeah. on a daily curry oh, chicken oh yes that's right. another thing yeah. when people are like what's your favorite trini food and I'm like curry chicken and they're like that's not trini it's, it's like yeah, yeah it is. 
You have people here eating I love the way our cultures are just shared. Like, yeah. it's so, like, beautiful. But also, it's, like, they, it's, like, in each region, it's, like, made differently somewhere. Oh, yeah. Like, some other type of food is added with with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I like that. I like and that. Also, we have a thing in Trinidad called parang, which is mm. which highlights the um, Spanish... It's not a colonization. But the Spanish influ- <laughs> the influence. Yeah. In Trinidad, so you go around Christmas time, you go up in, you know, the mountains. Well, not the mountains. But um, you go up and you sing your parang music with your mm. little ukulele and you, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. So it's like I'm so like grateful that like I don't have to pick, I don't have to pick like everything right there. Yeah. yeah.